Welcome to all the horror podcast. Each episode will feature a spine-tingling, creepy horror story that will keep you awake. Enjoy the story. After we moved into our townhouse, things slowly started to change. We would hear noises. But we just assumed it was because it was a new place. My husband worked nights which left my daughter and myself at home alone at night. One night while my husband was at work, my daughter and I were downstairs watching TV. TV started getting a little fuzzy, kind of like a bad satellite connection, only we don't have satellite TVs. A light came down the stairs and in front of the TV. Got really bright then disappeared. At first, I thought it was just me, so I didn't say anything. Then my daughter looked at me and asked, did you see that? The next day I was telling my husband and he called me a hopeless romantic, just dreaming it all up. He said that I was wanting so hard to have a ghostly experience that I was imagining and seeing things. A few weeks later it was a weekend, and we were all at home. My daughter was upstairs, and my husband and I were downstairs watching TV. My daughter came out of the bathroom and walked into her bedroom. As soon as your door closed, someone called out her name twice. Because I was so used to things by the time, I didn't acknowledge it, I was watching my husband out of the corner of my eye. His eyes got huge, his mouth dropped open and he looked at me and said, did you hear that? And I looked at him and said yes, are you going to believe me now? My daughter's bedroom door is open. And she yelled down. Did you call me? What do you want? And the stories from Anna in Portland, Oregon. Children's laughter in Prospect Park, Redlands. One night, a few years ago, my boyfriend and I were sitting on a bench in Prospect Park looking down on the lights of Redlands, California. It was late and there was nothing to do in town, so we decided to kill some time in the park before heading home for our 1am curfews. The children's laughter was unmistakable. We sat in silence for several minutes. We read them right behind us. Children's laughter it was unmistakable. We immediately turned around. No one was there. We confirmed with each other that we had heard the same thing and wondered aloud who would have their kids in the park at midnight. We sat silently, looking around and waiting for the group to approach. But no one came. In footsteps. No voices. Just silence. He became uneasy and decided to look around. There were kids in the park. We wanted to make sure they were with adults. We got up and started down the path away from the dim lights of the town. After walking for about 10 seconds, I suddenly stopped. A sharp uneasiness had hit me, and I didn't want to continue. I looked over at my boyfriend. It was too dark to see his face, but I could tell he was staring straight ahead. I could tell from his body language he was feeling the same way. I stood there for a few more moments, and he suggested that we head back to the car. The next day I searched for Prospect Park online. Sure enough, the top hits were sites documenting similar stories of people searching for children in the dark after hearing them laugh. I don't know who these kids are or were, but it was creepy enough to keep me away from that park at night.
I've never been a believer in ghosts or anything paranormal. The fascination in the stories for entertainment purposes. But I do have a few experiences that I can't explain. Here's one of my stories. Rescued a little chihuahua from the streets about four years ago. She became my middle roommate. 13 months of having it. Something caught her attention and the posit. One night we went to bed. When she unexpectedly looked toward the closet she began to grow. I turned the living see anything and playfully told her to stop and we went to sleep. The next night the same thing happened. Remember, she jumped up. Going to the foot of the bed is in the closet. She began growing again. I didn't see anything. I called her and went to sleep. The next night the same thing. This went on for about four or five nights. Last night, I was getting ready for bed. My dog was already in bed, and she roughly jumped up and went to the foot of the bed and started growing toward the closet. Check the project. It's usual, I didn't see anything. I don't know anything strange either. Stared at my little dog and she became more and more upset. You come up with that and not close to the project. She growled louder, suddenly. She turned away from the closet following the movement of whatever had been there for those past few nights. After that happened, she never grounded the closet again. Urban legends are there somewhere. There are two legendary spirits from Salvador. One is the last Sivananda in our native language silhouette. A spirit who bears men, cheaters, and womanizers. Spoke with a great uncle of mine, who said that one day he met a girl on his way to work riding while he was on his horse on the side of the road. We still have dark this early in the morning. When you saw her, she was beautiful. He spoke to her and then agreed he would pick her up at the same dirt RD that night after working in the fields. It will be dark by now, and sure enough, my womanizing uncle was glad to see her waiting there. He brought her up on his horse and told her to hold her around his waist. A few miles down the road, she suddenly became quiet and ripped up harder and harder to the point that it really hurt. He turned his head to tell her to ease her grip. But what he saw when you saw her face was a corpse laughing and trying to pull him off the horse. He took his revolver out and shot at it. The girl glided upwards and off to the distance. My mother had a run-in with the spirit as well. She and her two older brothers went to a party and got wasted and walked home. They decided to take the backcountry road to get home. As they approached the small waterfall, which she once showed me where it was. Through the trees they saw glowing light at the very edge and heard splashing. The echoes of the splashing and the shining of the light were unnatural. The only light in this area was the moon and the stars, and no one lived around the area. When they reached the waterfall and looked up, they saw a very large and ugly woman splashing in the water. She looked right at them and let out laughter that was out of this world while throwing her head back and opening her mouth wide. My mother and her two uncles knew it was the Sainabu spirit and ran five miles non-stop home. Nearly 10 years ago I lived in Kansas with my mom in a two-bedroom apartment. 
maybe I'm better off not knowing what likes to creep around my room while I sleep. Thinking back on it, I sat there confused and somewhat disappointed. It was an empty room. There in front of me. I was breathing hard and was in complete disbelief. This time I threw the covers off and made a face, whatever it was in the room. No guts, no glory. So, I knew it wasn't our dogs. But to still be able to leave the door open so we can hear them when they want to go outside. We had a baby gate on the bedroom door to keep our husky and corgi out of the room. So, I know it wasn't him walking around. I can't say he's fast asleep next to me. Pressed up against the plastic shopping bag that made a crumpling noise away plastic does one brush up against. I could hear something moving around the clothes and stuff that was piled outside my closet. It was right beside my bed. Booker is the same noise. That is, until one night a couple of months ago. But I finally felt like I lived in a normal house. I've been living there for a while with no incidents, unlike my other house, which I had written to you about. About a year ago I moved into my fiancé's house. Fast forward ten years later. I remember my lungs burning from holding my breath. Hoping to God that ever wouldn't hear my heart pound. I remember being so quiet and still listening to whatever was in my room. There was no way I was way too awake for that. And that I must have been dreaming. She told me she had not. I confronted my mother about the sound, asking her if she had come into my room looking for something. The next morning, I woke up to my empty messy room. Somehow, I feel back to sleep. I didn't move a muscle. Almost like it was searching for something. Whatever it was, I just kept roaming around my room. When you're scared, time can seem to drag on and on. It seemed to go on forever. Wide-eyed under my covers, scared out of my mind. I lay there holding my breath. Couldn't move among the papers on my floor. I'm dragging something behind it, like a blanket or a cape perhaps. But shuffling? I'm really walking. Sounded like a person walking around in my room. The person who was making the noise was larger than a dog. The noise persisted and I tried to focus more on the sound. Remember, my eyes seemed wide open and my blankets wrapped around my body. My dogs didn't live here anymore. And I was used to the sounds of noisy little dogs rummaging around my room. Homework, papers, and artwork from the studio classes all over the place. At this time in my life, my room was still a gigantic mess. There's something moving in my room. I hated there to be any light when I was sleeping. The room was pitch black as usual. I woke to a strange sound. I had been asleep in true to form, I was curled up and facing the wall. One night, my perception of our apartment changed. All in all, what was your basic apartment? The apartment wasn't small, but it was small enough that you could usually make out what room the other person was in. Back to the living room you climbed a flight of carpeted stairs that lead to the living room. The front door of the apartment was on the ground floor. The apartment was lonely without them, but we managed to make it home. My dad had moved out of state for his job and took the dogs with him as his schedule permitted more time to care for them. 